The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, Remember the Wells, on August 18, 2013, based on Psalm 42, verses 6 through 11. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Spirit of Christ lifts up our spirits, is Psalm 42, verses 6 through 11, second part in our sermon series on Psalm 42:43 you have the text printed in the bulletin my soul is downcast within me therefore i will remember you from the land of the jordan the heights of hermon from mount mizar deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls all your waves and breakers have swept over me By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. I pray to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Mr. Stephen Fritzy taught 6th grade at St. Martin's Lutheran School in Watertown, South Dakota, the Wells grade school in that town. On June 26, he was kayaking with two friends on the Minnesota River in Nicollet County. They ran up against some brush, the uh, the kayaks capsized. Two of them made it to shore, but Mr. Fritzy was dragged down the river and he drowned. Fifty years old, father of three. As the river of life drags us along, how suddenly tragedy can strike. And that imagery of of water and river and waves, that's, that's also the imagery the psalm writer uses here, isn't it? As he talks about deep, calling to deep. As he pictures waterfalls, waves, and breakers. Dear Christian friends, no matter what waves have swept over you or what breakers are crashing against you, call out with the psalmist. Call out to the Lord, for he alone is your hope. Hope calls out to the Lord. That's the theme here this morning. Part one, hope pleads, why do your waves crash against me? And part two, hope gives thanks, praying, your love, O Lord, is my song. Now, as we take a look at the psalm here, notice how the psalm writer says to God, Your waterfalls. 
your ways. He confesses that God is in control. No matter what kinds of troubles or tragedies flood into life, God is in control. And that is important for you and me to remember, dear Christian friends. God is in control. Sometimes we talk about how God permits or allows something bad to happen, and and we talk that way in order to make it clear that God is not the originator of wickedness. He is not to be held blameworthy or to be counted as guilty. And yet, notice the way the psalm writer puts it. He does not say that to God, you allowed these waves to trouble me, you allowed these breakers to crash against me. No. For you see, phrasing it that way can raise that question. Is God really in control? Did he allow this to happen because he couldn't have stopped it? And when our soul is downcast, when we are in the swirl of the troubles and the waters of rapids of life raging against us, we don't want to have to struggle with that doubt whether God is really in control or not. So the psalmist, to the contrary, clearly confesses that the troubles and tragedies of life are God's waves, even if it's the taunts of the enemy that have stirred up the water. God is in control. So don't lose heart, dear Christian friends. Don't give up hope. No matter what comes around that bend in the stream of life, no matter what might capsize you someday, no matter how deep the trouble or how many waves crash against you, put your hope in the Lord, for He is in control. He is the one who rules the waves. All that comes into our life is under the control of our God and Savior, our Lord. Nothing will flow by you that is beyond his power. God is in control. Now, this does raise a dilemma for our fallen minds, doesn't it? For our reason says, well, if God is in control and he doesn't stop some of these things, these bad things from happening, then doesn't that make him at least partially guilty? And trying to solve the dilemma by simply saying, well, he allowed it to happen, doesn't really solve the problem, does it? Look at it this way. If you had the power to stop something bad, and you chose not to do it, but let it happen anyway, wouldn't you feel a little bit guilty about it? And so we reason that God must be guilty, he must be at least partially to blame for the problems in my life. But here, dear friends, here is one of those places where we must hold our mind, our reason, and even our sense of rightness captive to the word of God. It's not up to us to try to fit God into our way of thinking or try to make him fit our senses. Rather, in the Bible, God reveals himself. He shows us who he truly is, whether we figure it out or not, whether we can comprehend it or not. And God reveals that he truly is the almighty God in control over all things and yet he is also the Lord, gracious, compassionate, merciful, full of goodness 
faithful to his promises. Both of those are the absolute truth, whether we can make them fit together smoothly or not. And so often when we are in the swirling troubles and tragedies of life, we can't see clearly at all, can we? That's where we find the psalmist here, don't we? And like the psalmist, we too can so easily call out to God, Why? Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Why do your waves crash against me? Now there's two ways of asking why questions. One way is with that demanding accusing kind of why. Picture a mother looking down at her six-year-old and saying, why did you break that lamp? That's not the kind of why that's coming out of the the mouth of the psalmist here. And we need to guard our hearts against that kind of emotion as well. We do not want our prayers to become accusations demanding that God explain himself. Now the other kind of why is the humble, seeking, pleading why. It calls out and says, I I don't understand. I, I don't see the reason or the purpose behind this. So I'm turning to you, Lord. I'm turning to you for help, for guidance, for hope. Because without you I am so perplexed and confused. It's the kind of why that you see in your dog's eyes as he looks up to you at the vets when they want to take a blood sample. He doesn't understand why he's in this strange place with these strange people held down on this table with that prick in his skin that's causing such some pain. But his pleading eyes look up at you and know that all must be right since you, his master, is there. That's the kind of why that we hear from the psalmist. For notice how as he prays here, he calls God his rock. I say to God, my rock. No matter how disturbed his soul is or what kind of troubles are swirling around him, God is his sure foundation. God stands firm. Nothing will sweep him away. All must be right if our God is with us. And no one who holds on to him will be drowned by the roaring currents of life. Yes, what hope. But hope comes as we remember that our God is indeed in control. Is your soul downcast? Then call out to the Lord. Call out with hope. That hope that brings to the Lord all your perplexities, your whys, your confusion, your troubles. Lay them before him not demanding an answer or accusing him, but rather lay them before him as a humble servant pleading with his Lord. 
turning to his power and his strength to see you through. For Jesus Christ is your solid rock. His hands were pierced by nails to redeem you so that he might hold on to you no matter what kinds of waves crash against you. For you see, Jesus is in control. Nothing can snatch you out of his hands for he has taken up his life again. And in the end, Don't these waves of life that crash against us lead you and me to cling to Jesus and hold on to him all the more? Hope calls out to the Lord. And as we call out to the Lord, clinging to him with those waves crashing against us, even as those troubles swirl around us, we we can give him thanks. For we know that our hope in the Lord will not prove false. And this brings us to the second part here. As we call out to the Lord, we give him thanks, praying, Your love, O Lord, is my song. Right in the middle of this double psalm, even as the psalm writer still feels downcast, even as he sees the taunts of the enemy still jabbed at him. Notice what he says. Right here in the middle of all that trouble and disturbance, he says, By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Yes, what hope is in those words? What hope? Hope that calls out to the Lord, giving him thanks, singing, of his merciful love. Day and night, around the clock, the Lord's love and mercy is continually with his people. The Lord's compassion and kindness never fail. God's people can be certain of the Lord's love, grasping it with the sureness of faith, firmly holding on to it with full confidence in the Lord. Notice how the psalm writer uses strong language to emphasize just how determined and resolute the Lord's love is. He says, the Lord directs his love. Directs. That could also be translated commands or or orders. For the full will of God is behind his love. The Lord's love is not some passing whim or fickle fancy. No, no. With unbending resolution and determination, the Lord has resolved to reach out in his love. Yes, the Lord is resolute and determined to act in love. This is his unchanging goodwill to love with steadfast, immovable unflagging, inexhaustible love. Now, how serious, how determined, how resolute is his love towards you? Look no farther than the cross for the answer, dear sinner. For there the Father gave up his Son for you 
not sparing him in any way. There the Son, Jesus Christ, endured not only the whip and the nails, not only the taunts and jeers and and humiliation, there he endured the Father's rejection, the rejection that you and I have earned by our sins. There he suffered our hell as he called out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, Jesus was forgotten and forsaken so that you and I might never doubt God's determined, unfailing love towards us. Was there ever love so resolute so unfailing as his love. And so, when the troubles of life make our souls feel downcast, when hope seems impossible, when it feels like God has forgotten you, look no farther than the cross. And see just how serious, how resolute, how unfailing, and how immovable God's love for you is. So strong is the love of Jesus Christ that he carried all the sins of the world to that cross. All those times that you and I have doubted whether God's in control. Jesus carried them all to the cross for you. What love? All those times that we have called out to God within an accusing why or a complaining why instead of a a humble, seeking why. All those Jesus has carried to the cross for you. What love. All those times that our hope faltered and we wondered whether God really still loved us. Jesus carried them all to the cross for you. What love. And all those times that we have failed to marvel at just how amazing, how surprising God's love toward us is. Jesus has carried them all to the cross for you. What love. And so our song is really his song. We sing of his love. We sing of his sacrifice. We sing of his grace and mercy and compassion. We sing of his victory and resurrection. We sing of his glory and honor and praise. And what a song of hope and joy and thanks that is, all because of his love, his unfailing, resolute, determined love that resolved to save sinners like you and me. Call out to the Lord. Call out with hope. No matter what the river of life may have in store for you, no matter what may capsize you someday, even if some sudden tragedy, loss, death, or catastrophe strikes, put your hope in the Lord and praise Him even as those troubles still swirl around us. For his love will not fail you. Call out to your God. Call out to the Lord in hope. Hope 
that brings to him all those pains as the waves of life crash against us. Hope that sings of his love. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.